All right, guys, welcome to episode seven of Get This Cake Podcast. I'm so excited. (laughs) I have my best friend on the show, and I'm so excited to have another guest for you guys this season. This, like I said, so far, it has been really great hearing from all of you. Um, I checked out some of the reviews. I'm just so happy that you guys are still listening and that you're loving the content. And season one is almost done, but I definitely wanted to bring on another guest. And this week, we have Miriam. Woo! Hey, everyone. I apparently got roped into this. So oh, this my God. Interesting. So, um, Miriam doesn't even, like, she's not even here. This is a phone call recording, if you can believe it or not. She's actually in Edmonton, Alberta. And we have had a long-distance relationship for, like, relationship. We've had a long-distance re- friendship. It is a how long ago have you like moved also why don't you just introduce yourself because i just feel like yeah um so i'm miriam um uh janelle and i have been friends for pretty much eternity it is marriage at this point um i live in edmonton alberta i've been here for about three years Mm. um and I have to deal with all of Janelle's shenanigans, um, pretty much uh, raised her, um, and uh, there's nothing in the world that I haven't done that uh, Janelle was not pretty much a part of. Yeah, I like, it's actually so crazy to feel like we have not lived in the same province for like three years and like you're still like a big sister to me. Um, and that's why, like, I wanted to have you on this episode because this week we're going to discuss everything that has to do with maintaining a long distance friendship. Um, and Miriam, do you want to tell everyone how we met? Um, so you would have been 15 years old. I would have been 17. Um, we both did theater and improv in high school. Um, we were on the improv team for two separate schools, um, that were actually like huge rival schools. They were, yeah. Um, our schools actually hated each other. It was so crazy. Yeah, (laughs) we still, we still can't go to sporting events without them, like, uh, chanting stupid things. Um, generally, my school was better. Um, <laughs> Honestly, so, you're not wrong. I actually like, hate. I think I spent more time at like your school, like CPA. Like I think I spent more time hanging out, like skipping class to go see you, than I did at my own high school. Like yeah. we started talking, but we started with uh, you with the face because we couldn't remember each other's names. <laughs> um, and we just ended up becoming friends. We also like the first time we hung out was like months later, um, while you were doing a, a play that I had to sit through, which was atrocious. Oh my god, um, my acting or the play? I played the fifth. <laughs> um, <laughs> Guys, Miriam is brutally honest. Um, she doesn't hold yeah. back. <laughs> You've been there for my saving grace, and like moments of horrible questionable behavior um mm. 
and most of my stories pretty much involve you. Yeah, and like honestly, like one thing that has been. I would say the biggest thing in our friendship is like we're more like sisters than like friends at this point. And so like even when like things get tough, it's like that's my sister. And like we would like there could be times where like if we don't talk, I would still like we still defend each other like tooth and nail. And I think that's like so unique. And I'm just like, you know, I'm really happy that it was something like improv that brought us together. Um, But sadly, most of the most recent years have been completely separated and totally like not even on the same side of the country and it hasn't been easy and i'm really am starting to realize what it takes to maintain a like a long distance friendship now that i have moved and one of the very first things that i would say that has been like a saving grace for us is facetime would you agree with that yeah um people people always talk about like having long distance friends and like friends you've never met and stuff and like they don't understand it and i'm like we live in 2021 yeah there's so many resources for you to have a connection and a communication with someone else especially if they're not like around for us facetime works because you know you'll be doing your thing i'll be doing mine sometimes we don't talk for you know a month or a little bit more um and we facetime because it's a feeling of like still being kind of in the same room yeah um and it's just you know i can see you i can laugh i can get your reactions it's just like being there together which yeah gives us kind of the better connection it really does it is like the closest thing to like (laughs) i feel like a hypocrite right now because i want to say it is like the closest thing to physically like hanging out with your friend but i feel like when you and i facetime now like i'll turn on facetime and like go put on my makeup and go cook or go do something else eventually you come back look at me Sometimes I, like, pay attention to you putting her on your face and I comment on, Do you? like, oh, sometimes, sometimes I pay attention to you, not often. To make fun but, of like, me? Yeah, it means your eyebrows are horrible. Like, you need to, yeah, like, sometimes I'm paying attention and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, and you're like, oh, I'm just making waffles at 3.30 in the morning. Like, what the hell are you doing? You just haven't slept and are sitting here watching K-dramas without me. Oh my god, that reminds me. Um, speaking of K-dramas, Miriam, okay, so one thing, like, we used to all the time, um, is, like, on, especially in the winter, like, if we knew there was gonna be a blizzard, we would, like, get together for the weekend and, like, binge watch, like, a K-drama together. You know what I realized we haven't done is ever use, like, Netflix Party. Have you heard of it? Yes, because remember, um, like a couple months ago, you were doing a Netflix party. Thing. I was. I don't think I would do a Netflix party because it's. I don't think that's the same. Like, I need to be eating ghetto style popcorn with you. <laughs> like, you need to fall asleep halfway through and then yell at me for like watching it without me. Yeah, like, how dare you watch it without me? Even though I'm the one to fall asleep. Yeah, like you're bad, and then you get mad if I put too much butter on our popcorn, and like, <laughs> there's no winning. Like, you're like, this this round isn't salty enough. Okay, put your tears in the bed. Oh, you are so shady. 
actually am shocked that we haven't tried doing a, um, a Netflix party, like, especially during quarantine. <laughs> Guys, I'm so exposed right now. I'm here for it, though. Um, okay, so yeah, so FaceTime is super important. Uh, this is why probably Netflix party won't work. If you guys don't know what it is, it's just like a Chrome extension that you can get. Um, they came out with it back in like April or March, and basically you share the link send it to like as many friends as you want and then that way they can all watch the same show or movie at the same time you can control who can press play and that's the thing you and I would actually fight about who would have control of the movie it's a chat group that you can like you can chat while the the show is on at the same time yeah and, and you would not want to know with the things I have to say if you pause the movie every three minutes and you're like wait wait I have a story I don't <laughs> care like I want to watch the movie I know See, and that's, okay, it's funny you do say, like, oh, I have a story. I think that also just stems from, like, I'm just so excited to talk to you, which, like, leads me to, like, number two. Um, If you have a friend that doesn't live near you and you have a long-distance friendship with your bestie, don't wait for them to call. Like, fuck it, you're their best friend they're not going it's not like it's a long distance relationship where they might feel like bothered like why do they keep on calling me or something like that I like still feel that oh well stop <laughs> you still answer anyways yeah because you won't leave me alone sometimes <laughs> you but it's funny because if you call me you expect me to answer like instantly if i call you i expect you to not to answer for a week and a half yeah that's accurate that's accurate. Like you, it's like, where where are you? I am your only priority. What are you doing? Why are you not answering my phone call? <laughs> where I call you, and you literally have sent me a message to be like, call me in five minutes. I call you in exactly five, five minutes, minutes. And I don't answer. And you are under the wind. That's just because I have like ADHD, I swear. Like I feel like I need to get tested. But okay, Miriam, in your opinion, since we don't seem to have a normal friendship, would you say that would be something important for others in a long distance friendship? Um, so just like, like if you want to talk to them, just call them. Yeah, no, I think that's important in, in ours also because there's definitely moments that like we're dealing with our own mental health and we're just kind of like MIA, but like we still try to check in on each other once in a while because we know like, hey, I haven't heard from you in like three weeks in any form. Yeah. Um, like what's going on? Yeah. Um, so I think we generally try to check on each other. Um, I think that's one of the best things, even if like, you know, it's a simple snap or something, just like send someone a message to be like, Hey, like you good? Like, yeah, you breathing, you alive, like what's going on? Like you want to talk? Yeah. Um, like you'll send me a snap and it literally just says streaks and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And then like, you'll give me like a five minute rundown and then I won't talk to you for three and a half weeks. And then when you have the capacity, you'll call me and be like, hey, so like this is what's been going on. Um, sorry, I haven't been answering you. Like, but I think that's how our friendship works. Like we understand that sometimes we don't have the capacity to even talk to each other and like we are each other's like person and we talk about everything but like we still need a break sometimes just yeah. to deal with the world absolutely um, so i think we kind of have had uh like a better routine that like we know when to check in on each other and we know when the other's like mental health is draining and like where it's hitting rock bottom kind of thing mm -hmm. um but i think it is probably one of the best things to do is to check on someone and mm -hmm. like 
you know, you never know. Like, sometimes they just, they don't want to talk, but, like, they don't want to reach out first. So, just, yeah. it's, it's no harm. If you're thinking about the person, they're probably thinking about you, too. It, absolutely. And I feel like it's something I definitely could get better at because, honestly, like, I feel like sometimes I'm so stubborn. Like, when I'm, like, going through things, I, like, disassociate from certain people and, like, even even though my mind knows that the only thing I would that probably would make me feel better is a surprise phone call from someone who cares about me and it's like sometimes I'm just waiting for them to make that like first like first move I keep on making it seem like it's a relationship but I feel like it applies to like your friends as well and like we've gotten to the point that it is basically relationships yeah (laughs) I probably talk to you more than half of my significant others 100% (laughs) same (laughs) and I love like don't get me wrong I love when we do have like our phone calls that are for like three hours but I feel like that doesn't have to happen every time if I like made a conscious effort to call you more and so I'm sorry for that and I love you I do love you. Uh, honestly, I think I've gotten used to a three-hour conversation because, like, when we first became friends, um, <laughs> and, like, literally Skype calls for nine hours of just pure God knows what. Like, I you know. tell me every Everything. you're like, shift at work. And I'm like, okay. Like, I know. Oh I have God. no hobbies, clearly. <laughs> Um, I think like I don't think we could ever have conversations that are not like a couple hours. Yeah, because like we just we just literally shoot the shit. Like, we do, we do. It's a, it's not always like a super serious conversation. Sometimes exactly. it's literally just like, hey, yo, I'm making waffles. You want to talk? Like, hey, I just want some company. Like, we literally just like hang out. And I love that. I honestly do because sometimes like. Even if there is days that we don't want to talk about, like, anything personal, sometimes it's nice to just be able to know that, like, even if your best friend isn't next to you or in your same city, that you can just call them and just, like, hey, I wore this outfit today or I ate this, like, meal today. Like, whatever it is that you want to talk about, it can feel so much better. And sometimes that's all you need. So... Don't wait for them to call you. Just call them. It is what it is. If they're really like a good friend of yours, they're going to answer. And if not, they will get back to you. And eventually I always do. Um, (laughs) And I would say like that also like brings me to like point number three. So try to plan to see them when you can or meet up for a trip. So I haven't been to um, Edmonton since like... 2012 2013 I can't remember um but I haven't been out there yet to go see you you have definitely come to Nova Scotia twice now since you moved three times right um you've come out three times I recently and I I need to like really really get all my shit to come out as soon as possible um I recently found out like two years ago that I had a cousin in Calgary that I didn't know about and she's an absolute fucking sweetheart we like found each other over social media and we're very similar age and so I think like the next Canadian trip that I do um would be to go to Alberta for the next like for like a little bit go see you and then make me way to Calgary 
it, I think like that would be so much fun. Like I really definitely want to go back. Obviously, like it's just really weird with like the current like Corona situation. But when things do clear up, it's definitely on like number one priority list for me. Um, but it has been so like special for the times that you were able to come out to Nova Scotia and like it's as if like no time had passed. Like we would just like shoot the shit and like hey no as if like you still live there like and I really cherish those moments and like you've been on like more family trips with my family than like any partner I've ever dated. <laughs> Actually, would you like to share like some of your favorite moments um coming back to Nova Scotia to come visit? Um so I usually try to come back to Nova Scotia every Pride. Um, Halifax Pride is a huge, uh, big deal for me. I walk for the parade with my university, um, and it's just kind of like a recharge moment being around um, like a bunch of queer people and just like all of my favorite people. Yeah. Um, so literally, like I come home from Pride and it recharges me for the entire year. Um, a little bit less than the entire year because I always miss Halifax more than anything. Yeah. Spent my entire life there. Um, so pride is always one of my favorite things um, and then me and you always go and do like our favorite restaurants so places like Lot 6 or um, Kahan House because um, we really like Kahan House um, like we just we just do the places that we really like. Last time it was completely like the Roxbury because that was our first time trying it and we like spent the entire week there um and you know we just do the things that we always used to do so it feels yeah. like i never really left um and i don't know for me like coming to halifax just the second i got into the halifax airport like it feels so much better like mm. i feel like the world is just at a standstill and i'm like yeah i'm in my home i'm in the place that i love and like just a couple of hours of just like me and you being chill but like those mm -hmm. couple of hours of actually like physically being together just it makes so much of a difference like we can facetime all the time and like you know that that does still work but like being physically like there is just a different vibe yeah yeah absolutely and like do you feel like is it ever like hard for you um when like most of your friends are in Nova Scotia still like how has that been for you since you moved to Alberta um it's probably the hardest thing I've ever had to do like um leaving Halifax uh actually probably like killed me um everything I have ever loved is in Halifax like all of my memories are in Halifax um when people ask where I'm from I always say I'm from Halifax and they're like oh but like where are you really from I'm like that means nothing to me like mm -hmm. I was I was born in Kuwait, but that literally means nothing to me. It was like two years of my life as a baby. Like Halifax is where I'm from. Halifax is where everything is. So I'm from Halifax. And nine times out of ten, I sound like an East Coaster, like right <laughs> off the boat of paper. And like, <laughs> like, people have no idea what I'm saying. So I have to turn on this light. Can you do one for the people and give me your best Nova Scotian accent, please? <sighs> Oh, how you doing there, bud? I'm just about to go for a rip with the boys, bye. 
and I, I was about to see the missus, and she, she is roaring. She's roaring. She just made a big scoff, and she can't, she can't believe that no one's here for dinner. Like, do you know how hard the missus work? Um, and like, nine times out of ten, I turn into that person, and like, Alberta's like, wait, 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 can you go back? Like, what did you What say? did you just say? Um, so like, I love that. Nine times. Nine times out of ten, like I have to go back to like an Alberta voice where I talk slower, and, like they can understand me. And even then, like people don't understand what I say to half the time. And they're just like, "Where are you from?" And I'm like, "Well, if I have to be honest to you, I don't think you're gonna figure it out." I feel like one thing I like makes me so incredibly happy to see when you do come back home is like like you did mention pride earlier and i was like one of the first few people that you came out to and so like seeing like you feel so loved and accepted in the place that you call home and watching you just like blossom when you are here it just really like it really makes me really happy and even though like i feel like just because you know, we have been friends for like 10 years now. Um, doing like the simple things when you do come to visit can go a long way. Like one of our like favorite things to do on like a Thursday night was like, there was this place that had wing night and it was like 50 cents per chicken wing. And like just going for chicken wings is just something that like we would do. And it was like how we would bond and like, Hey, no, I'm like, it was always the best fucking time. And like, I missed the, having the luxury of being able to do that whenever I want it. And so like, when you do come back to visit, it's so much, like it brings, it makes me aware, like not to take shit for granted and not take time with you for granted. Because when you do come to visit, like those moments are so special to me. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm I'm generally only home for like two weeks out of the year. So it's like I'm jam packed with stuff. But like my priority people always get kind of first dibs. And like the people that make the effort to come see me um, always get the chance to come yeah. see me. I love that like you try to see who you can i know that like it must be hard because you have like a, a lot of your friends here in nova scotia but i mean that just brings me to like point number four when it comes to maintaining a long distance friendship is understand that it works both ways and if they don't want if they want you they will and i had to learn that like kind of the hard way when i've personally left nova scotia is you will very quickly realize over time and over the next several months it hurts a lot but it's almost a good thing to know who's there for you and who isn't um the ones that do message you the ones that do check up on you the ones that do call you those are going to be your friends they are going to be the ones that when you go back home to go see them or make plans to visit each other they will be there the ones who don't I mean I feel like actions speak louder than words did you notice that when you left and moved to Alberta yeah there's definitely like people that I expected to kind of say goodbye to me that ended up not um and it like didn't really matter to them mm -hmm. and then every time I fly home there's people like I expect to see and like I make an effort to like uh, try to message them and stuff and then 
it's like to no avail like they don't care yeah um and then there's people that like when i left um ended up saying goodbye to me and were like super determined if i was saying goodbye to me and they're like yo like i want to actually like see you before you leave yeah and then when i fly home there's like always random people that are like hey like i heard you were in town like can i see you um and it's like people that i wouldn't have thought that i was like very close to and like really made an impact on um but apparently you know they they wanted to like have that connection with me um and my general response is like if you make the effort and like you know um i only have certain amounts of time that i can hang out with people because like um, like my schedule is pretty much booked before I even fly home yeah. um, because I'm involved with so much of the pride yeah. events that I like I have to be at pride events um, but you know I have windows of opportunity and like it sucks when I like make plans with someone for that like window of opportunity and then they bail on me and I'm like okay well someone else like kind of needed that appointment slot kind of thing um which is kind of shitty as it sounds but it's literally just like it's not shitty I mean guys it's like for- you bailed on me like yeah. I'm only here for two weeks at a time and like people want to see me like I still do have to see my family and stuff and, yeah. like you know I have a lot of people that want to see me because they haven't seen me in close to a year this time with COVID it's going to be two years which is the longest that i've been in alberta and i haven't flown home like i fly home every june the first year i flew home twice for graduation and for pride um so it's just like you know if i'm making an effort and like you're trying to make an effort i'll definitely make things work but if like i'm sending tons of messages and Mm. you just are like bailing on me i'm like okay well i'm not gonna the next time i come i'm not gonna come see you yeah absolutely i 100 percent agree with you and i meant to mention this like at the beginning of our episode though guys like um let me just gas you up for a second but like Miriam is like a big like person in the community back home and you know she does have an influence um within like you know the POC groups and in the LGBTQ plus groups um you know you are very brave and very courageous and that's why like I look up to you a lot and I adore you for all the work that you do um it is very important to see like women of color who are you know are queer as well have voices and you've created a lot of safe spaces for people to come out um and that's why like you're so like involved in the community and I I love it I really do and I do understand when you do come home it obviously is to spend time with people but you do a lot of activism work here uh, or there I should say um and I don't think you should ever feel bad if you can't see someone. And I, I honestly, like like I said, it does go both ways, right? So at the end of the day, um, I feel like with technology that we have access to in 2021, no one's ever really that busy. Like no one is ever too busy. If you are worthy of my time and I want to make time for you, I will. If that is a simple voice note, if you have time to post a story on your Instagram, I think you also have time to like send me a text. You know what I mean? It takes two seconds. In fact, if you have an iPhone, you can get Siri to send the text for you. You know, like it literally takes two fucking seconds to do. And if I like am not on that list of a, like you haven't thought about me for that long. Hey, you know what? 
I don't even see it as a loss. I'm just kind of like, that's okay. People change, people grow, and you know, you're not always gonna have the same friend group forever. And distance will really illustrate um, who friends are for you. And and I don't see it as a bad thing. I almost see it as a good thing. Um, and because we've been friends for 10 years, I want to play a little fun game with you because I feel like I want to be able to share with our listeners some things about ourselves and let's have a little fun. Um, do you guys know how to play Never Have I Ever? Miriam, you know how to play, right? Yeah. Okay. So basically what I wanted to do, I wrote down five questions and if, um, If you have done the thing that I said, you have to put a finger down. Um, That's how you normally play, but I want to add a little twist to it. If you put a finger down, I want want you to explain why you put a finger down. And if you did do it, tell our audience what you did. Are you cool? Are you ready? I'm doing this. I'm so ready. Okay. Number one. I'm so excited for this. Uh, Never have I ever absolutely destroyed my best friend's prom night. (laughs) <laughs> how did i know this was gonna come up <laughs> um yes yes i have destroyed your prom night yes um i friend with someone i didn't like at all um no I one tolerated liked them. them i, I, I didn't even like him. them like i wasn't even tolerant of him i was just he was just there <laughs> um so because i was older than you were i could buy liquor before you could um and your parents refused to buy you liquor on your prom night which is kind of like even if you're underage it's kind of like a tradition kind of thing um definitely in nova scotia because in alberta such a nova scotia thing yeah yeah in alberta you know at 18 is the drinking age so most people are 18 by grade 12 they can buy their own liquor for prom so in nova scotia it's like a super common thing that like you know for prom night at least um you kind of end up drinking um so uh you were cranky pretty much the entire day you were in a corset dress it was heavy you were hungry because you didn't get to eat me and um another friend of yours were like okay we will go get you alcohol uh your parents had left the reception at this point so you know they were angry and they left um you were frustrated you were super hungry and you just wanted the day kind of to be done with like you were mad um so i looked at tyler and i was like well if you want to have a good prom night give me your car keys and he was like honestly if it's gonna make you real happy let's go um so i and sorry you you asked for the car keys why um so that i could go get you guys alcohol okay um hated handing his car keys over like he hates what i can drive because i drive better than he does um but he just like he likes proving the point that he's the better driver even though at that point i think i was driving for like probably six years longer than he was Um, well he was a virgo and i think virgos are like really competitive people yeah yeah but i was just like i didn't give a fuck i was just like you were You're doing teased, me a favor. Like, yeah. Yeah. But we didn't just drop everything off at your hotel room. Um, we decided to trash your hotel room. Um, what did the scene look like from when the door opens? Um, the door was barricaded. <laughs> <laughs> 
the door was barricaded with, I'm pretty sure, like, an ironing board or something. So you have to start by, like, opening the door, which was a struggle. Um, and the room was a complete mess. There's another ironing board on the bed. There is sugar in the bed. And um, mind you, I did not realize there was sugar in the bed until after we cleaned up. Like, I first was, like, so pissed. I walked into the bathroom. The toilet was clogged with plastic. Um, There was moisturizer all over the bathroom counter. There was... I I think there was something in the bathtub, too. I can't remember. There was probably, like, soap or something. Soap all over the bathtub. There was, like, powder, like, coffee whitener from, like, that fucking, like, cheap shit they put in hotel rooms, like, the the little coffee machine. I think you guys put powder on, like, the TV stand saying, wear protection, and you wrote it out. And then I, like, remember there was things underneath the bed. Like, the room was completely trash, guys. And I was so, like, I was already, like, just so pissed from the day because I just wanted prom to be over. Like, my dress was massive. And I remember, like, once we cleaned up everything, got into the bath to just wash off and, like, relax. And then we go to bed, and there's fucking sugar in the sheets. Yeah, uh, there was a Bible thrown. Um, literally everything we possibly could have done, we did. We purposely put white sugar in the white sheets so that you couldn't figure it out. And you'd have to climb into bed. Um, and we knew you would go take a bath and be wet and climb into bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my back was filled with sugar. Never have I ever been jealous of my friend's partner because they had more time with her. No, 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 never. I don't think so. Not for me either. Mostly for the fact that I hated all of your partners. I hated Um, all of your partners too. Yeah, mine are worthy to hate. (laughs) (laughs) So are mine. Um, Yeah, no. I don't think I ever ever was jealous because um, I took priority and I wanted to see you. I was always like, hey. Going to see me. I'm going to see you. And your partner was like, no, we have plans. I was like, that sucks. Get out of my face. Yeah, Um, and I would do the same. So we both agreed that's a no. Okay, next one. Never have I ever lied to my friend for her own protection. Always. Literally always. Really? You have? Oh my god. Oh my god, just give me one story. You have? I was so curious about this. Oh my god, Chanel. Do you know how many times that I've literally been like, oh, I'm not mad, when I'm literally just like, I'm gonna whack you. (laughs) You're an idiot. It's funny you said that because the next one is, never have I ever pretend to be mad just to have my best friend say sorry first. Um, no, I haven't done that because nine times out of ten, I still apologize first because you are a brat. I disagree. Um, You're 100%. I know you do because you're also the younger one. Okay. Never have I ever thought about moving just to be closer to her. Always. Aw, same. I always think, um, I'm like, I could do all with Toronto. (laughs) I think, like... On pen and paper, I feel like I would, but then again, I don't think I would do well in Alberta, and I don't know if you would, I don't know, like, I feel like Toronto would be fun for you at first, but then, like, you would get sick of, like, the ignorance that can be presentable in people here. Um, yeah, no, I think, like, I 
I'm good with small town vibes. I feel like I would have a lot of anxiety with uh, with being in Toronto just because it's kind of a big city vibe. Um, yeah, and like I feel like, like Alberta like can give you a little bit of a sense of home where there is small yeah. towns. And this is like definitely a party city. So as much as I want to be closer to you, I don't think neither one of us would move to the opposite province. Definitely um, for a visit. Like I think we would do like, like you definitely have to come visit me and here and I definitely need to get my ass to Alberta. And I feel like I've established that earlier, but yes. Yeah, I think we would just, I don't know. We also, I just, we run in different circles. We have different vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, you like being super outgoing and stuff. And I kind of like doing my own thing. Um, you like kind of big groups and I'm kind of just like more intimate kind of things. Yeah. Um, and that's just, you know, that's just our character. Like we can do a lot of stuff together, but um, I think like a lot of the uh, the stuff that you asked me generally to do, it's just an anxiety inducing mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I don't like being touched and a lot of places that you want to go are like or big crowd places. Yeah. Um, which like I'd have to work myself up to. Um, so I think that's why we just kind of do introvert versus extrovert. Yeah. It's yeah. Just some of the things we just, we, we do separate. Um, but we know like, you know, Hey, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. Meet me at dinner later. Like, yeah, absolutely. Stuff like that. Absolutely. And never have I ever introduced my friend as my sister without her knowing. Oh, 100%. I always do that. Yeah, me too. I always say, yeah. like, you're, l- like, my sister. And, and at this point, I might as well just say sister because... You, it's easier it's, to explain. It, it is. <laughs> it yeah. is. Our friendship is so, like, scattered. It is at a sister vibe at this point. Okay, yeah. Miriam. What are your five never have I ever's? <laughs> okay. Never have I ever participated in the protest. Oh, yes. Yeah, I have. Many. Many, 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 many protests. Um, I, I don't even know where to start. Um, definitely Black Lives Matter um, in Toronto and in Halifax. Um, you and I have gone to several, a couple protests together, actually. Yeah. Uh, you and I, um, you joined me when we did the protest uh for the sexual assault of um survivor in halifax yeah which um, is the one that i was thinking yeah we started leading the chant yeah um, we l- basically led that one um this one's kind of deep so there was um a victim of sexual assault from a taxi driver in halifax and the judge said that a drunk can consent um so it was a protest against the judge's um disgust in behavior and how he handled the case um we have gone to transgender day of remembrance together we have gone to missing indigenous women and girl um protests together in canada um we have gone to a syrian um protest together (laughs) for syrian refugees we've done a syrian um 
this one came up in my newsfeed the other day. wasn't so much a pro- uh, protest, but a memorial. Or actually, came up this morning. Um, the Montreal massacre. We were at the um, vigil for that. We did go to um, that. Yeah. Yeah. We went to a couple of those ones during the like the mosque shooting in Montreal. Um, we've done definitely a couple mm-hmm. of visuals. Um, we've done a lot of protests. We, we definitely have. I think the one of my favorite moments of it's very emotional, um, but the one where we basically led in and, and stormed the streets with um, posters and our fists held high for sexual assault survivors. Um, yeah, I think that one was definitely probably one of the most personal ones besides like some of the POC ones we've been to. Yeah. Um, so that one's definitely, as you know, young women of color, this definitely hits home. It does. Kind of the closest. Yeah, so we, we've done that. Okay, next one. Uh, yeah. Um, never have I ever gone to a strip club? I have by accident. <laughs> Dude. Okay, yeah, I have by accident. So I was with... <laughs> so remember the story about you guys trashing my hotel room? So the other girl, we're not close anymore, but... Um, there was this one girl I met up with several times in Europe. Me and her used to be really close as well. And I was traveling throughout Prague. I was in Czech Republic. And we met up for some drinks. And we went to this one club. It was like a discotheque type of place. And one, it was multi-level. So we walk in and it's like a dance floor. And we go upstairs. And then the upstairs is kind of like a sports bar. And then we go up st- another flight of stairs. And there were strippers. So, okay, so I didn't know this. <laughs> I thought I told you this. Yeah, it, no. I guess it was kind of a strip club yeah the girls couldn't dance for shit but anyways i did go to a strip club once and uh that was my experience in Prague. have you okay um i have not because i'm way too awkward around women oh shit <laughs> we know i'm way too awkward i'm like that's yeah no i'm way too awkward for that stuff um, i can't actually envision you throwing bands at girls yeah, like i no. can't i can't I, envision it <laughs> yeah, I would be like, hey, like, have you had something to eat? Is that man being weird to you? Like, is he paying you well at least? Like, you know, you're, you're still, like, consenting. Like, you know, if you don't want someone touching you, you don't have to. Like, things like that. Like, I love I that. Like a mob. I love um, that. Um, have you ever been to a topless beach? I have. I have been to a topless beach. Um, and I kind of regret not actually going fully topless when I was there. It was in Barcelona. Um, very a natural thing to be topless, like at any beach in Spain. Like there would be like full on like moms and dads with their kids, and like the moms would be topless. It's like you're at the beach, you're in the ocean, you want to tan, you don't want tan lines. And I didn't know that about Spanish culture. And so when I went, I was so fucking shocked. Um, I think I like lay down on my stomach and like untied my bikini, and but I didn't go like fully nude or anything. Have you been to a topless beach? No, again, I'm way too awkward for these things. <laughs> I recommend it. Until like a year ago, I didn't own a bathing suit. So like, no, (laughs) no, no, no. That means we need to go to Spain together. That means we don't. Um, Because you brought up Spain, have you ever been on a solo trip? Yes. Yes, I have. 
You already know the answers to this. Yes, and why did you go on the solo trip by yourself? Oh, you shady. I know why you brought this up. You want you want the smoke? You want to fight? Let's go. Let's let's talk about why you went on a solo trip by yourself. She's I'm literally gonna be in my grave and she's still gonna come to my tombstone and be like, fuck you for going on a solo trip. Yeah, because you went to Spain and Italy without me. So let's talk about it. Let's clear the <laughs> okay, smoke. Okay, let's, let's, you want the smoke? I got the smoke. Let's go. I literally, my high school sweetheart, I guess you could say, um, the one that nobody likes, the one that she decided, all right, let's destroy this hotel room. Um, we freshly broke up. I was going through a lot and I saved literally every penny I had. And I remember I was casually browsing on the internet of like, like tours to do in Europe and places to go. And oops, I did it. I booked, I booked a trip and it just happened. I, I don't even like, I remember. Oh, okay. Okay. That's how we're going to tell the story. That's okay. how we're going to tell the story. It uh, okay. So the real story uh is janelle called me like she always does and i was like hey would you consider doing a european trip with us to meet our other friend in um prague or in france wherever she ends up being i'm like yes 100 i'm down i even have money saved let's go I get a call barely three days later and the call, the first call ended with her being like, I swear, um, I'm just going to look at stuff. I'll see what um, is the best and I'll call you um, to figure out kind of uh, which which trip we want to take because there's a couple different cities. And I was like, cool, do your thing. Um, let me know. Three days later, she's like, hey, I booked my full trip. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, I got the last slot. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, what happened to we going together? Yeah. What happened to we going together? Girl, I'm sorry. I mm -hmm. am. I we think... going to go to our grave because I'm going to be mad. <laughs> I think maybe this is just a sign. We've already established in this episode that you're not going to survive in Toronto. I'm not going to survive in Alberta because mm -mm, that's a no from me. Um, and you've already came to Nova Scotia so many times. I think literally at this point, we just need to book a trip. And I think this, this is just something that we just have to do that isn't like in Canada. I think you and I just need to get out, get some sun and go together. And definitely, I am sincerely sorry I left without you. Like how many times have you casually just booked a trip trips. <laughs> without me? It's so crazy. This is the longest I've ever gone without. Like, I usually go on a trip like literally once a year. So yeah, I do too. Next but you trip, clearly go without me. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Your next, your next trip is going to be Alberta. I give two hells what you say. It's on record now. Your next trip is to Alberta. <laughs> like, this is not happening. You're not playing these games anymore. Actually, yeah, Alberta, and then I'm going to Cali. Okay. <laughs> Again, 
even your Cali trip, you were like, oh, I'm going to go by myself. Like, excuse me? I'm literally a flight away. I, there's a direct flight for me from here to L.A. And you're still going to go by yourself. Like, what is wrong with you? It's faster for me to get to L.A. than it is for you. Guys, she's going to kill me. She's going to kill me. Anyways, um, so these were our tips to maintain a healthy uh, long distance friendship. I don't think I should. I I don't, I wouldn't say it's healthy, but <laughs> it is healthy because at the end of the day, we absolutely love each other. We are each other's ride or dies. We're literally there for each other for every moment of every day. That's like true. this is we are healthy. We just happen to also have been friends for bloody well eternity. I've seen you do everything. I've had to sleep in a tent with you, which literally should have been the end of our friendship. Um, um, you destroying my hotel should have been the end of our friendship, but... So scared for the next person I date. Uh, they will have to man, pass the Miriam test. Uh, honestly, do not give Miriam your car keys. This is the moral of the story. Um, the moral of the story is find a friendship like Oh, Moral of the story is take our advice, even though we don't take our own advice. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I just hope that you guys can learn a little something from us. I hope you had a good laugh. Um, quite clearly, our friendship is fucked up, but we if we've been able to have a long distance friendship for this long i know that if you have a friend out there that you care about hopefully you can take some of our advice and maybe plan a trip with her because if you don't she might get jealous uh yeah i do <laughs> not even gonna deny that i'm jealous i just like to say guys you can have, you your, can cake, have your cake and you and can eat it, it too if Janelle shares, doesn't eat your dessert. <laughs>